0: Hello and welcome to Genuine, a Christian life application and entertainment podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ben Ice, and I don't entirely understand how a mortgage works.
1: And I'm Rich Pankos, and neither do I.
0: Well, Rich, I want to talk today about a really specific topic that's near and dear to my heart. For the listeners that maybe don't know, I got my degree in project management. I'm pursuing a degree in business administration with a a very similar bent to it. I am all about the projects, and one of the biggest... Kind of subcategories to those projects are is the, is the idea of time management. So I want to talk today about what it means to be a Christian, a genuine Christian in 2020 and how can we manage our time efficiently. God calls us to be good stewards of what he's given us and while that uh, idea is normally taken to look uh, more at the physical things of what we're working with are Uh, house, the job that we have, the, you know, the pets that we have, our yard, all that stuff, all that's important. We need to be stewards and protect those things and adore those things and love those things. We also have been given time as one of the resources that we operate inside of time is, or, or that we operate with time and money and our relationships and our power, where we stand. Those, all those things are things that God has given us To glorify him and to push his kingdom forward. Rich, I wanna ask you right off the bat what is something, what is one like time management skill that you feel like you're pretty good at? Like, what do you have down?
1: Uh, I would say exercise, and I would also say, time with God only but that hasn't been always the case you know mm-hmm. but but what I realized with time management to me and I think everybody would agree with this but it's like we really time management has to be like what is the top priority in your life absolutely you, that has to be scheduled we can't just it doesn't magically appear at the end of the day
0: right oh, look I have an extra hour I know right right but like the habits also don't appear instantly either like how long did it take you to really cement that habit of time with God
1: Uh, Yesterday. No, I'm kidding. No, it's it's probably been in the last three or four years where Mm I really got a a pattern going um, and I've been more strategic about it. But it's also something that's changed my life. So I saw the results of it. So Mm -hmm, I'm mm -hmm. trying to really get my kids to do that, too, as well.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. What Rich mentioned there is really the crux of what time management is. It's not how you're tracking every second of every day and and keeping it on a calendar. It's it's nothing like that. It's much more of a value equation. What do you value inside of your life? What do you prioritize? And how do you stack those things up against each other? Typically, when we're trying to cut things out of our lives to make more time for ourselves, a lot of people have a bent to take out something about their spiritual relationship first before they even look at other things because they're desperate to just kind of get a couple minutes back even though that thing should be bigger than just a couple minutes. But the prioritization of what that looks like is kind of the the the, the big part of the equation.
1: You know what really changed the whole I would say for a lot of people, obviously not for everybody, but this this whole pandemic, right? What, it, what mm. a lot of people with, I'll say if I'll speak on behalf of my family, we we ended up getting this extra time. I don't have a, quite a commute at all. I, I'm sure. really right sure. down the road. But you know, there's no commute to work. I started working at home a lot more. Um, so there's also no driving kids anywhere mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. So I saw this extra time in my life and I was like, right away, I knew the dangers of it as well, because that extra time, you know, much like extra money, can be a real slippery slope for some people without discipline and structure. It's easy to like, you know. I remember um, your grandfather actually from the front of the stage one day uh, preaching a message. And one day, my he grandfather,
0: said, founding pastor of Fellowship Church, <laughs> Stephen
1: Ice. Yes, he said from the front. I'll never forget it. He probably said a lot better than I will, but he, he goes, I'm 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 tired of people that tell me. Uh, if I ever win the lotto, I'm going to give you all this money to the <laughs> right, church. And he right. would say right away, he goes, if you're not giving now, you're not going to give when you make more money. Absolutely. But the same with time. We get we get an extra hour, two hours of the day. Mm-hmm, we probably mm-hmm. do the same useless stuff we've been doing daily now. So.
0: Right. I, I can confidently say time management is much more of a mental game than it is any tool that you're going to involve with it. If you're not mentally in in the right, uh, let, me re, let me rephrase that. If you're not in the right mindset, to look at how you're spending your time, you're never going to organize it efficiently. The first thing that I wanna start with is I, I wanna take a look at the the critical concept that kind of plagues our culture when it comes to time management, and that is the need to be busy.
1: Mm.
0: Rich, you addressed this with the coronavirus. When the whole thing got going, when it really got started, there was a lot of people who suddenly had extra time into their lives, but but Rich, that's you can't have extra time. You got to be busy. Busyness is a virtue. You have to be busy all the time at everything that you're doing. You have to be busy because if you're not busy, you're lazy, and if you're lazy, you're you're wasteful.
1: So true, right? Like that's the saying, right? When you're somebody says how you're doing, you you, you say busy. Oh, it's just busy. To, I'm, I'm busy, busy. Rich. Oh, so busy, and
0: it's like, well, it's it is seven on a friday evening are you really that busy because right now you're watching netflix you're yeah, watching we- the office for the eighth time
1: yeah yeah and that's and and busy to me is um you know i've learned in my in mm. in, in, in these years especially being in ministry it's like I can't be so busy where I have no opportunity to ever bless someone, ever help someone mm-hmm, because I don't mm-hmm. have any margin in my life and they, there's a need and I can't do it because I got something, stock, I'm stocked up for the rest of the night. Right. Um, so yeah, busy is, a, is is not as popular of a word it was when, 10 years ago for me. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> well, it's funny though because busy is the, even just like saying it gets people into the scarcity mindset. When you ask someone how they're doing, immediately they wanna respond, they wanna seem like a quote unquote, good person. They say, oh, I'm busy. And then that makes you think, oh, this person doesn't have a lot of time. I was really hoping that they would want to come over for dinner maybe in two weeks. And so you say, hey, well, I'm going to be having dinner later on. And I'm wondering maybe you can join us. And then that person says, oh, I think that sounds great. But now they have to play at being busy because they don't know what their schedule looks like two weeks out. They just know that they're busy. Yeah, And so now you're both apologetically trying to figure out what these plans are going to look like. Maybe something goes wrong down the line, you need to move it a day or move it to next week, and now you feel guilty because you got to call them back, and they're so busy. But the fact of the matter is that they're probably not, because most people aren't. And while busyness absolutely happens in seasons, it rarely happens constantly. It's totally fine, it's great to have a busy season, but you need to understand that like many seasons, they don't last forever. They don't even last for normally that long of an amount of time. Rather, when you have a busy season, you know it. You can say, when I'm done with this class, when this project is over, oh, I'm gonna be so excited. And when you have those thoughts, that's when you know that you're like, this is your season. And it's okay to be, be busy right now, but you need to fight to get past
1: it as well. But I do know a lot of people that, um, think it's seasonal and it's not like basically they say once I get over this hump you know my job mm-hmm, settles down mm-hmm. I'll, I'll work less hours but their job never settles down and they're working just as many hours and they're neglecting family mm. even you know you can have a, a wife that can compl- complains about it but then if that you you know we are so ridiculously in control of our Absolutely. schedules and yet we pretend that we're not and um how many times have we lose out on like you said plans because we say we're busy because mm-hmm. nobody ever wants can you imagine getting this answer like how you doing I got tons of time. I have so much time. Yeah, I'm looking for something to do.
0: Do you have anything to do? Because
1: I need a couple things to do. Yeah. Like, we don't want to
0: say that because that's that's hilarious. That's a funny concept. But at the same time, if we word it differently, like if Rich, if you say. Are you busy? (laughs) If you (laughs) well, if you say, like, how are things going? Like, are you how have things been lately? You're asking me, like, how is my job going? And then if I tell you, oh, you know what, Uh, actually, Uh, I have, like, a little bit of extra time this weekend. I'm not entirely sure what I'm going to do with it. Well, now that opens up you to say, oh, well, I'm planning on going to see the new Black Widow movie. Do you want to come along? Well, now you're doing me a favor. Now that our relationship has just gotten deeper, and rather than trying to figure out plans with this weird guilt attached because we're both so busy, I've indicated to you that I have some additional time, and I'm looking to fill it with something uh, that, that I'm going to enjoy. Yeah. And so I, I and I want to move on to that other type of situation that you just talked about earlier. But just to address this first point, key point number one, if you can just stop saying and thinking that you're busy, you're going to find that you have more time. Yeah, I started doing this months ago. And it's incredible. Just the mindset change of, 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 of when people ask how I'm doing lately or how my time is going. I when it's busy, I say that's busy. But when it's not, everything's going well. I have like I I started picking up a new hobby or something else or I tell them that like I was bored the other day while I was waiting for something. And just getting into the mindset of recognizing when you're busy and when you're not busy is a I like huge that, time a, management principle. I would take
1: that as a challenge now in my life. Now that you said that, I would, I would I would never want to reply busy. Just busy. It, it's understood because it closes it off. Everybody kind of knows we're busy. Yeah, like, we got up to. We because we're adults. Yeah. we have things to do. Yeah, like absolutely. we actually know the people that are not busy. Absolutely. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you
0: always know the people that are not busy. But to speak what you said, um, the the people that are or those that are constantly busy. So those, I I would argue that in most of those situations, it is, as we were saying earlier, either a priority or a loss issue when it comes to their time. They're either spending their time in uh, kind of unfavorable situations like the commute is really normal. If you have an hour and a half long commute, if you have an hour long commute, that's two hours out of the there's 24 hours in a day. People are normally awake for 16 or 18, hopefully not any more than that. So like that's a big fraction of your time that you're already losing to just being in the car, and like if you need to move a little bit closer, if you need to figure, if you need to find a new position, something like that, it's okay to have that commute.
1: Just recognize that's where your time is going. But aren't we so like even even when you said that, like you mm-hmm. said in whatever, say you have an hour commute, sure. Um, that mindset of being busy is like what can i do in an hour i can multitask yeah how can you spend that I'm gonna hour i'm going to listen right? to a podcast mm-hmm. i'm going to listen to the ben and rich podcast because it's so to listen to the genuine podcast podcast <laughs> but, but if you're worried about like you said before
0: your family maybe that's when you call your wife or maybe yeah. that's when you touch base with your parents that you haven't talked to in forever maybe that's when you do it with your hands free device think, you call the people
1: you call the very people good that you fun. love no and right? I, I, it's funny like i just thought about it. Like in the morning when I do my workout, sometimes mm. I'll, I'll listen to a podcast or a message. So I'm literally trying to like my cross off things on my time, on my, on my whole calendar, mm-hmm. and I'm crossing out two things at once. So that's pretty special when you can do that. Right. Absolutely. So it is hard to focus on both completely. Yeah.
0: I mean, give, give attention where attention needs to. Don't file your taxes and call your grandmother because you know that she's going to talk for eight hours and it's <laughs> going to be the most distracting thing ever. Or just put her on mute and then kind of. Yeah, and get just your hope your done. grandmother's not listening to exactly. this <laughs> um But uh, also, past that, I find that a lot of people that I know that are in that scenario, they just cannot get out of that busy season. Part of the reason is because they're blindsided by things that they forget or that they don't see coming. One of the, one of the greatest inefficiencies when it comes to time management, um, you're going to hear me say that phrase a lot this podcast. One of the greatest efficiencies is things that are unplanned. Like just chaos is going to take time. Chaos normally takes time. And so recognizing that it's going to exist and planning for it accordingly is important. Now, you'll never be able to plan for things that you don't know about. Like that is the fourth pane of Jahari's window. It's a philosophical concept. You don't know what you don't know, right? And so you can't plan for that, but you can plan for the fact that you don't know. So what I would recommend if you find that you've been in a busy season for just so long and you can't get out, take a look at your scheduling uh, at your scheduling workflow. Are you scheduling stuff a day before it happens and you're putting in your calendar and, or are you not scheduling at all? Or are you picking a day, like a time out of your week where you're going to give your schedule like a real once over. That's one of the biggest things that I started doing when I moved into kind of the corporate workforce, if you will, is I started uh, having a schedule kind of mashup time of the week because I have a couple different calendars. I have one for my work on Outlook. I have one for my personal life on Google. I have another one that I use for other things that I won't go into depth on because it's too boring. Yeah. But what I found is that before I started doing this, I would be blindsided by their contradictory kind of existences constantly. And so what I had to do was I had to start planning on merging them. This is a, a concept that I really got started on when I was in college. I would wake up at five in the morning and go do sound at my church, which was a disaster. Not the sound, but waking up at five in the morning. Uh, it was it was absurd. And then we would do three services there. I would get back home at like two in the afternoon. I would fall asleep, wake up at 7.30, go to the cafeteria, and just like eat eight burritos, (laughs) quite possibly like eight burritos. And during that, I would sit alone with my headphones in and I would look at my schedule for the upcoming two weeks and I would plan stuff out as I did that. And when I started doing that, I found that I would double book almost never. I sometimes double book every now and again, but it's rare and it used to happen constantly. So if you find that you're always in that busy season, you just can't get out of it, take a look at how you're scheduling. Are you setting aside time to really actually schedule? Are you spending yeah. time to make time, is I guess what I'm
1: saying. Yeah, even that simplicity of, of, of having it somewhere like a Google Calendar or mm. writing it down. Like There that's are the, too many
0: people that don't use a calendar. How are you people getting through life without a calendar?
1: What are you doing? I got to tell you, a little pet peeve of mine when I tell somebody, yeah, so we'll do coffee on Tuesday and they don't do anything, they don't write anything, they yeah, don't put it yeah. in their calendar, I'm like, is this person just did right
0: Uh, and On the other end of the spectrum, I every now and again will come across an appointment that I'll put down, but like we'll forget to put the title in or something like that. So it's like, you have an appointment tomorrow at nine in the morning. And I'm like,
1: with what? <laughs> Could be with anyone. What am
0: I doing? And so now I'm calling the dentist. I'm like, uh, do I have the teeth thing? <laughs> and they're like, nah. So then I have to call around. It is, um, it is its own kind of disaster. But like if you're, I guess point zero if you're not using a calendar you should start using a calendar point one get out of the business mindset Point two: spend time to make time take figure out when you're gonna do it but start getting your calendar in order and make sure that you're not you're not you're not kind of double booking yourself
1: yeah I think an enemy of this whole thing is, is procrastination. Oh my goodness, yes. And I see I see I mean, you see panic with procrastinators. You see it like mm-hmm. they're trying to fit everything in on Friday when they could have done it on Monday. Absolutely uh, you, Corporate America is probably famous for that, right? I'm you're like, I wonder why they're not doing that right yet. Yeah. Like, why are they going to wait on this? We, this has to be done. right And by the way, when that's done in, in corporate America, because I know my wife works with you as well, and mm-hmm. you can see she has to lean on a team of people. so when that team of people ends up doing it on Friday, it affects her and she's working Friday night. And, we're, and her poor husband has to pay for that.
0: <laughs> if I'm going to actually round that back around to something that affects the people who are procrastinating, um, if you put your boss in a situation where they're working late on a Friday, you're probably not going to be up for a promotion anytime soon. Yeah, That's, that's going to be pretty unfavorable. Um, it's uh, Procrastination is a huge problem. I procrastinate constantly and I found that out when I started doing my college classes years ago online. And what I started doing is I, I actually started setting time aside to procrastinate, which is a <laughs> wild concept, right? But, but it's the, it, when it comes to um, critical path method scheduling, which I'll say once and never again, it's a type of, of scheduling, um, that concept is called float. So float is the amount of time that you can eat up before you're going to be late. And so if you can figure out how long your task is going to take, it's going to take me six hours to write this long paper that I have to do for a class. It is due in six days. I have so many hours of float that I can eat up. And if I plan my schedule correctly, I can actually calculate how many hours of float I can chomp before I absolutely have to start working on it. Like rather than scheduling in you know, a one and a half block thing to make and eat dinner every evening, you know, you're going to be doing tacos one night. That's 20 minutes, baby. What are you doing? What
1: are you doing spending any <laughs> time a half on uh, that? Time management in a world of unpredictability. Oh, it's crazy. hard for me because of, and, and Ben knows me. So this is, I'm famous for showing up mm-hmm. to appointments like a half hour early and waiting mm-hmm. in a parking lot for somebody because I'm always like, if traffic hits if something happens here. That's just, this is why me and my wife eat at four o'clock in the evening dinner because I'm not oh waiting at gosh. a restaurant for for an hour. I don't sure. have an hour in my day to wait and sure. just wait to be served. I said I'll just go there for when nobody else is there, other than old people like myself. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. So and I actually feel young at four o'clock because I probably am the younger crowd. At oh there. my gosh, <laughs> it is it is funny. I mean
0: everyone's going to have their own preference, but understanding how time, understanding how those tasks operate, is going to save you time in the long run. I have a very specific philosophy when it comes to uh, meetings and appointments and that kind of thing. I, I know that a lot of people, specifically of the older generation, like to say, if you're not early, you're late. But I am, a, I am a strong believer of the concept that if you're too early, you're wasting time. That's true. If you're going to show up to an appointment five minutes early, fine. That's a big deal. I get it. If you're going to show up to an appointment 20 minutes early, you have wasted 15 minutes of your day, most likely, yeah. because the chance of them showing up earlier than five minutes is wild. And, and you don't want to set that, that kind of precedence for your life as well.
1: Right. And if the other side of that, if you're a boss, right, and, and it's, a, it's the third time somebody said traffic, mm-hmm. you're like, all right, you got to schedule. You, yeah. gotta we, you got earlier. a scheduling problem. Yeah, yeah. You got to
0: leave a little yeah. bit earlier. So uh, procrastination is interesting. I want to talk about um, one more thing that is, uh, I think, plagues my generation, I guess I would say, but also kind of the culture that we live in as Christians as well. Um, the, uh, just the, the, the rampant commitment issues to what to the tasks that we schedule and, and how we utilize that time. So like I said before, rule number one, get out of the mindset. Rule number two, start scheduling. I would, I guess not rule, but like key takeaway. Key takeaway number three, understand how your time is spent this is super important and and bear with me on this because it's going to be a wild concept but i'm gonna i'm gonna get into something like just little slightly philosophical and maybe a little psychological the way that we experience time from our physical standpoint is through three different kind of windows we have the past self where we remember what we've done before the remembering self we have our future self which is the anticipating self. That's when we're excited to do something or we're fearing that we're going to have to do something eventually. And then we have the experiencing self, which is who we are in the moment, doing what we're doing and how we feel about it. Something that has been studied constantly and and just boggles my mind is how many times we make decisions based on our experiencing self, regardless of how our remembering self and our anticipating self feel I can let's say rich you and I make plans to go see black widow because it's coming out soon and I'm a hype for it <laughs> I've seen movies with you in the past I've seen Marvel movies in the past I had a great time doing both of those things I remember how they were and I was hyped for them and so I'm I wanna be hyped again I am expecting that it's going to be a great time but then The day comes where we're going to go to the movies, I just get back from work, it was a long day, I had to skip lunch, I'm scarfing down dinner, we're gonna be, I have to leave in 20 minutes if we're gonna make it on time. And then I call you and I cancel. And I'm like, yeah, it's just not a good day for it, I'm tired, blah, 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 blah. I just made an entire decision based off of my experiencing self, rather than every other aspect of, of what I think this event is going to look like. The amount of times that we lose commitment to something based on how we're feeling immediately is insane compared to how we can enjoy things if we actually did them. Yeah. I'm sure everyone, Rich, I'm sure you have experienced something where you thought it was going to not be great and then you show up there and it's phenomenal. And maybe that has to do with your expectations of what it was, but I would argue that a lot of that is also how you were on that day.
1: Yeah, that's actually um, I countless examples of that. Like how I remember when I first met my wife, how many you know how many of our friends were getting married, and every time one of her friends got married, I would dread it, and mm. every time it was great, it was fine. It was but, fine. Yeah, you start. Yeah, you get. Weddings are mad. a
0: great example of that for me, actually. Yeah, I hate getting dressed up and going to a wedding, but then the date comes and I get uh, and I get dressed up, I walk over to a wedding, I we do the whole the whole shebang, and I have a great time. Yeah, it's 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 wild. And so being mindful of how you're spending your time, how you're enjoying your time, is going to help you with those commitment issues. Because you think you're getting back more time, but you're not. What you're doing is you're losing that time to whatever you're gonna spend it on otherwise. It is going to be so, you're gonna justify it 80,000 different ways. I'm gonna cancel with Rich because I could then I can spend more time on this paper. You and I and everyone listening know that I'm not gonna spend time on that paper absolutely not i'm gonna cancel with you and then i'm gonna go get an ice cream cone at dairy queen and then i'm gonna fall asleep on my living room floor like i do every saturday night like it's just not gonna it's not gonna happen but if i really if i'm mindful and i pay attention then i can recognize i had a great time with rich last time and i know that i'm gonna have a good time with him again i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna enjoy this and
1: when i come back i'll work on my paper tomorrow yeah you know what i mean you know what i would add to, to the time management because um I, I just learned this probably a couple of years ago, but it was so good for my job. But it's, I think it's good for everybody's job is time management. If you look at your whole day and whatever, how many hours you're mm-hmm. you're up, whatever your most important task should be done at your best hour when you're most awake. Like mm-hmm. so many times, like I don't know if you're like me, I need a two o'clock coffee. So at two o'clock, I'm, if I'm writing a sermon or doing something in regards to groups or anything mm-hmm. like that, I'm not at my best. So I'm, I'm better right in the morning get my mind working and all that so I think a lot of people we have no idea when we're at our best um, whether it's right after a coffee or whatever. yeah absolutely but there is like we wait but that is a big
0: deal right like like being mindful of knowing when you are at your best then you can plan around that as well like I know I'm at my best right when I wake up up until 11 o'clock and then I'm okay for a little while and then it, it, it gets a little bit lower and then I come out of that dip at two going on to four and then from four to seven, I'm normally not great again. And then seven all the way to 10, I'm okay. And then 10 to midnight, I'm incredible. Really? I am, I, I pick it up 10, that's when I do, regardless if the neighbors like it or not, that's when I normally do my, um, my piano practice. Wow. Is, uh, is, is, is anywhere within that time slot. But like I have a good, I'm a little bit of a night owl when it comes to stuff like that. But recognizing those time slots is really good because then I can plan around it. That's kind of a sub point there.
1: I'm the exact the exact to throw, opposite I can't do a thing oh Don't no Don't trust me with anything <laughs> I'm so tired so yeah that that was a big valuable lesson and all that just to be on your when, when are you on your a-game what time yeah. of day so no
0: that's huge the last thing I want to talk about so just to review the, the quick three key points um, change your mindset change your scheduling habits change your decision-making and fill your schedule this sounds so contradictory to what you would expect, because normally we're fighting for our quote unquote free time, right? But the way that we experience time, and this has been studied over and over and over again, is directly linked to our memories. We all have been in that terrifying scenario where we get in our car and then appear at work And we're just like, I was going 80 and I don't remember anything. Yeah. What happened? I could have killed someone. We go through life like that for large swaths of time. And then we wonder why we blink and we wake up and we're 40 years old. Yeah. It's because we don't, because we're not trying to. This is going to sound so contradictory. You are going to enjoy spending time so much more if you think about what you're spending it on and if you fill out your schedule because of it. I can fight and fight and fight for some free time and then on a Thursday evening I can have an entire night to myself and I can binge Netflix and the whole night just flies away. But if I fight and fight and fight and I free up my Thursday night I can go, well not right now because of COVID, but I could have gone to go see the orchestra or I could have go. I'm going to use the same example, go and see a movie with my friend. Filling up your schedule isn't a bad thing at all. It's what's going to let you recognize that your time is being meaningfully spent. Fighting for free time for free time's sake will just leave you empty. Because yeah. you're not going to spend it on something. But if you know that you're going to spend it on something, well, then that's that. you're really going to get a lot more use out of it. And you're going to enjoy it more, I promise that.
1: Yeah, the other side is exactly the opposite of what we said in the beginning but yeah if you fill up your schedule you don't get coerced in the things you don't want to do because your mm. schedule is legitimately full and one of the biggest things i you know and i would hope that everybody who's a christian Listening to this, mm-hmm. I strive to be honest and authentic all the time, right? Hence the mm-hmm. name of our podcast. In general, to be you know to be to be very real, and I don't want to ever. I would never lie to somebody. If somebody goes, "Hey, you want to do something Saturday night?" So oh, I'm like, oh yeah, I, gotta, I have something. anxiety that night. I can't, <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't want. So it's it's there's something, and there's also the joke about when you have kids. Yeah. All of a sudden, you don't have to do a thing. You're like, oh, the kids are young. The kids though, I can't keep them up late. It's like
0: they moved out three years ago. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. No, it's funny that you bring that up though because it does sound immediately contradictory to that first point. But really this is and this is what I want to end it on the the grand contradiction to all of this is that it's your time. I can tell you over and over and over again my opinions about how what I think you should do with it, but it's your time and you should spend it the way that you want to spend it. So, yes, you should schedule efficiently, but if you don't want to schedule efficiently, you can figure out a different way and maybe that works for you. You know, you need to get out of the busyness mindset, but you should also fill up your schedule. And the way that those two things work is it's okay if you cancel sometimes, but then you say, you know, I thought you just told me not to cancel on stuff. You can, it's all right. In fact, sometimes you should. This is the biggest, you can live by those four principles until you die and you will have so much heartache if you follow them absolutely to the letter. We I would love to get into this for hours and hours and hours, but I'm not going to I'm not going to subject you and everyone listening to that. But like really and I'm going to say it again, be mindful about your time. What do you enjoy doing? Do you and en- do you actually enjoy canceling plans? Is that something you enjoy? I mean, you're going to need a specific group of friends to make that happen, but like what do you really like doing? It's okay to cancel sometimes, it's okay to be sloppy with your schedule sometimes. We build in good time management so that we can do that. Yeah, Time management doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect, it means that you're giving yourself space to breathe.
1: Can you even the audience listening to this and thinking about their schedules and like they looked at the clock when they saw this and how, see how long this whole podcast goes mm-hmm, for. Mm-hmm. And this is this is causing anxiety right now. The fact that I'm talking so slow and they have to go right now. But anyway, <laughs> um, that, even that listening to a podcast, everything is based on our schedule. Mm-hmm. So we do need some of that freedom. Um, yeah, that, those are great points. All of them. Yeah, so I mean, I I hope you I hope you really take this to heart. I hope you take
0: a look at your schedule. I, I don't, and this is just kind of a personal thing. Don't start by cutting stuff out willy nilly. I mean, I, let's let's get back to the the core of what this podcast is about. Let's talk about being a Christian. How many times do you hear someone say, "I'm just so busy. I'm gonna cut. I'm gonna stop serving," or something like that? You know, this just doesn't really work with my schedule. The that's not going to fix your problem mm-hmm. because your problem is normally going to run deeper than that, right? It's not that you have too much stuff on your plate; it's that you can't organize it correctly,
1: right? Yeah, I always say nobody regrets that stuff that um, we're doing for God. Nobody, at the end of the day, like, man, I would have my day would have went a lot smoother if I didn't read the Bible, right? Yeah, that. or if, if only I didn't serve I didn't do that. and help that person. I
0: know. just, I'll tell you what, though, on the bat on the the flip side of that, we have all been at a service where someone prays for too long, and you're like, what are we doing? <laughs> they're doing a, they're doing another sermon. It's a whole nother sermon. And yeah. then I'm not sure if I should get my notes out, if I should put them away. Is this on the U version? It's not on the U version. So it is wild. Is, isn't it's absolutely wild. something they
1: wild. say as a pastor never in the beginning say, "All right, I'm going to go a little longer today."
0: I'm going to go a little longer today.
1: <laughs> get ready for this. One of my favorite things, we just had
0: um Pastor Paul Hilton, I yep. believe. Yes. He just spoke at fellowship. He um he was not necessarily running long. But he was like nearing the end of his message, and he was gonna do rapid fire, just a couple couple points, and it killed me listening to him record it. Um, and he said, uh, he goes, "All right, so I'm gonna give you point number one, and uh, just over the next forty minutes, we're gonna go over these points." I remember saying, <laughs> and he was that. like, "No, I'm kidding. Don't worry about it." <laughs> but it is, it's so funny. It's it's hilarious, and, and I hate to kind of like round back on my point again, but it's funny that that's even a joke because it's like, oh man, forty minutes. How am I going to do that? But yeah. then it's Sunday. I mean, what are you, what are you going to do, really?
1: That's the good question. Like, what is that forty? Where's that, where that forty minutes 40 really going to go? Really go? I got to go home and play a video game. I got to watch a, a football game. Like, there really is. There's that's part of our priority. Yeah. And so yeah,
0: be mindful. And I'm going to say this basically every episode, I think. But be mindful. Yeah. Be mindful of yourself, what you spend your time on, what you enjoy spending your time on, what you don't enjoy spending your time on, how you enjoy organizing your time. And if you don't really like it and you want to live chaotically and you think that's the best way to do it, chase your bliss.
1: Chase your bliss.
0: Chase your bliss. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We really hope you enjoyed the, uh, the, the program today. Uh, if you uh, are looking for more of our stuff, uh, feel free to like and subscribe. Uh, leave us a review if you want. And check out fellowshipchurchct.com uh, if you want to see what we're doing, on, do, what we're doing over here at Fellowship Church.
1: Awesome. I'm Rich
0: Pankost. I'm Ben Ice, and this has been Genuine.